welcome back to the BEC. I'm your co-host, B.A. And I'm your other co-host, Sav. And today we are celebrating a very special day. It's May the 4th, a.k.a. May the 4th be with you, a.k.a. Star Wars Day. And it's our fourth episode. Oh my goodness, it's and our... it's our fourth episode. Yeah, it's wow. perfect. We have really filmed this very well today. We have. I'm very impressed. Okay, excellent. So in order to celebrate this very special day, we have invited on a very special guest named David. Hi, David. Hello, thanks for having me on. Glad to be here. We're so happy that you can be on our podcast today. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, man, I don't know what you want to know. I guess I'm honored to be on the Star Wars episode. Uh, I'm a pretty big Star Wars fan. I've been doing a lot of Star Wars lately. Uh, my brother and I, you may know of us from another podcast called Jabberwocky. We've been doing a lot of Star Wars related stuff on there lately. Uh, but I'm by no means a Star Wars expert. So, um, yeah, I'm honored to be, be here. You're definitely a Star Wars expert in comparison to me and Sav. Absolutely. Um, we know very few Star Wars things, so we just needed to bring in, um, you know, someone with even the slightest bit of knowledge to help us out with this episode. So I'm really glad that you can be here for that. Also, we want to let everybody know that our good pal David here is the one that designed our lovely cover art for our podcast. That's true. We just gave him the adjectives that you see written below our art. We just gave him those adjectives and that's what he came up with. And I'm very impressed. It turned out pretty good. He is a brilliant artist. So I don't know if I go that far, but thank you. Utilize David for any graphic design needs. We highly recommend. Yeah, leave us a, a really good review and we can get you in touch with him. And you can also get a hold of us on Instagram. Yeah, go follow our Instagram. Send us a message and we'll put you in touch with David. Okay, Sav, did you have some uh, interview questions for David today? I have a few interview questions for you, David. All right. Are these like Star Wars related questions or? Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we we try to okay. stay on theme. This episode is Star Wars related. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um. So my first question for you, I'm going to give you three controversial Star Wars characters, and I want you to tell me which one you would rather be quarantined with. So your first okay. choice is Angsty Anakin from Episode 2. Okay. And your second choice is Jar Jar Binks. And your third choice is Jabba the Hutt. Who would you rather oh, be man. quarantined with? Oh. So I guess I feel like Anakin is out automatically. Um, Understandable. A lot of drama there. Man, honestly, I think I'm going to go with Jar Jar. Um, wow. J- Interesting. Jabba, I just feel like things would get weird. Um, sure. But Jar Jar, honestly, I kind of find him amusing. Like, like, I know he's there for comic relief, but it's not, like, actually that good of comic relief. But the badness of the comic relief is kind of entertaining. It's, like, it's like so bad it's good. in itself. Yeah. So, last time I watched uh, Phantom Menace, which was not that long ago, I was legitimately laughing at a lot of the stuff that Jar Jar was doing. 
So I feel like, yeah, I'm going to go Jar Jar. Very interesting. All right. My next question for you is which Star Wars food do you wish was real? Um, I'm going to go with like in Force Awakens, the like little like pouch thing that like uh, Ray has and she like pours it in the pan and adds water and makes bread. Yes. That seems like that would be really useful just for like mankind in general, like dealing with hunger. And also I don't like cooking, so. I kind of like cooking, but time consuming. Yeah. So I'm going to go with that. Like it. That's a really good answer. It is. And I think I would agree with that. I remember seeing that in theaters and thinking, wow, this is the most amazing thing I've ever witnessed. Just add water. I had to like really quickly, like really quickly, like think of like all the Star Wars foods that are out there, which honestly, I don't know that many, but. I know blue milk. Yeah. And um, that's it. But I have had blue milk. It is real. It's in Disney World. I don't like it, but <laughs> is it, is it a not lot of just people milk do. with is it not just milk with blue food dye? No, so they have blue milk and green milk, and both of them are vegan. So one of them is made of coconut milk, and one of them is made of rice milk. And then there's like extra flavors. I think they're kind of like fruity flavors. But I only tried the blue milk one, and it was kind of like. It was too like Jolly Ranchery for me, just like mm. not the right flavor that I was expecting. Gotcha. I, I would have been expecting the milk flavor. Yeah. Like also, drinking milk. milk straight up is gross. It is. You need a cookie. Agree to disagree, but okay. Anyway, all right. So back to our interview with David. Um, so I have one more question for you, and this one I will give you choices. Um, so who would you choose to replace Harrison Ford as Han Solo? A. Gary Busey, B. Nicolas Cage, or C. Steve Buscemi? Uh, okay, so like my first instinct was like nobody, just like eliminate the character rather than have somebody else replace him. <laughs> you have to choose. But if I have to choose, definitely Nicolas Cage. Oh, yes. Oh, I'm <laughs> so happy you said that. That was definitely the obvious excellent choice. Okay, but now cast the other two actors. Cast Gary Busey and Steve Buscemi. Are we talking like original trilogy? Just like anywhere they can show up. Anywhere. I won't. I won't let me. (laughs) Um, I don't know a whole lot about either those two actors or their repertoire, but my gut says Gary Busey as C-3PO. And... (laughs) I think Steve Buscemi plays Darth Vader. Amazing. Oh, could you imagine? Incredible. I am here for C-3PO Gary Busey, though. <laughs> I'm very here for that. That's all the, the that's all the interview questions? That is. That I saved what I thought was the juiciest one for last. So <laughs> That was a tough one. <laughs> That honestly was really challenging. No one ever would want to say goodbye to Harrison Ford. He is the Star Wars dreamboat minus Finn, who is the mm. number one dreamboat of Star Wars. I don't IMO. know. I kind of like uh, Poe. Yeah, okay. Poe is also dreamy, but mm-hmm. Finn is the dreamiest. I don't even, it's not even a debate. 
in my mind. Even more so than young Harrison Ford? Yeah. Mm. Are we are we evaluating dreaminess specifically based on like attractiveness? Because just like general like attractiveness plus like heroicness plus like bravery plus like sensitivity plus like just general goodness. I don't know everything about him. Dreamy. Okay, because I was gonna say neither Poe nor Finn are remotely close to the level of character that is here or uh, Han Solo. So, so you think that Han is the dreamiest? I don't know that he's the dreamiest. Like, uh, he's definitely like kind of a conflicted character. He's not always heroic. He's definitely not always good. But he's just a better character than the other two, I think. Not that the other two are bad characters. But, I mean, how do you compete with Han Solo? You don't because like the he stand- is the dream. You well, kind of set the standard. This is a separate discussion. You are not talking about dreaminess. You're talking about... Yeah, that was, my, that was my question. It sounds like we're just talking based on attractiveness. I think, okay, here's... This is what it is. If any of these men were real and I were to bump into them in their prime, which one do I like the most? And it's Finn. Okay. I, for one, was judging solely based on looks. And (laughs) I was going with Harrison Ford. Yeah, as a a man speaking about the dreaminess of other men, I don't think I'm qualified to give a scientifically validated answer here. Um, I will say... I will say Finn's hair in uh, Rise of Skywalker, I was immediately struck by the quality of his hairstyle. I was like... Okay, wait. What am I even saying? Kylo Ren, also the dreamiest dreamboat, but only in the last movie. I mean, look. I'm getting really conflicted now because all of the Star Wars men are so handsome. There are just so many dreamy dreamboats out there. I don't even think this can be decided. But I think I'm sticking it's, with Finn. Kylo is a close second. We're completely overlooking the prequels. I mean. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I had a real crush on angsty Anakin when I was little. He is not my type. Angsty. What about Obi-Wan? Mm, that's true. I do like you and McGregor. Obi-Wan. Ewan McGregor is a very good looking man. Obi-Wan in like what? episode three, his beard game is like at its peak. Anakin had good what? hair in three, though. He, he ditched the rat I'm tail. Sure. Much better. I'm still confused about the rat tail thing. It wasn't good. I think it's a. I don't think it's like a style, like statement. I think it's like a Jedi thing. But I'm confused about the standard because, if so, only like human Jedi Padawans are required to have this hairstyle. And that confuses me. The dreamiest dreamboat in the prequels is Qui Gon Jinn. Yeah, you know he's a little true. old, but I will some say, BA likes him old. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for someone that loves Paul Hollywood, you don't think that that's <laughs> not off-brand for me. <laughs> All right, should we move on to our challenge that we have for David BA? Yeah, maybe we should. Okay, David, your challenge, if you choose to accept it, is to describe each movie meaning the prequels, the original trilogy, and the sequels in one sentence each. 
the whole movie. Man, there's a lot of stage setting that has to be done in episode one. Okay. Um, uh, Star Wars episode one. In a world of political unrest, the Jedi aren't really helping that much, but they find this kid who's supposed to bring balance to the Force, even though they don't know what that means. And then Qui-Gon dies. And if he had lived, <laughs> then the whole story would have been different. The run on sentence. I'll try to tighten it up for episode two. All right, that was really good. Um, that was a really good try. So <laughs> we got a lot of info in that sentence. I'll try to tighten it up for episode two. <laughs> I want to just I'm, do like real like punchy like bullet points, but so like trying to do it in like one flowing sentence is hard. Um, I mean, I got to think about what happens in episode two. Um, there's a civil war and some guy made a bunch of clones to fight it. And also Anakin makes Padme fall in love with him using the force, but they don't tell you that. <laughs> that is not right. <laughs> You okay. can't throw in personal theories into the description of the episode. We're looking for objectivity here, David. <laughs> Nobody Get said it. that. Uh, but here's the thing. No, here's the thing. The Turner, and I'm a pretty big proponent of this viewpoint. The turnaround from like when Padme is like, please get away from me to Anakin to like, I'm in love with you is very, very short. It was the rat tail. Yeah. Like, but it's weirdly short. Just, you got to just watch episode two with that in mind. Like, go into episode two with that as your interpretation of all the interactions between Anakin and Padme. And all of a sudden you're like, this is a little weird. This is a little creepy. Is it canon? I don't know. Does it make sense to me? Sure does. All right. Episode three. Hot take. Padme has the shortest pregnancy in the world and Anakin becomes Darth Vader. Excellent. Wow, that really made me want to go see that movie. Short pregnancies and Darth Vader. The whole thing takes place over 10 days. She's like not even visibly pregnant at the beginning of the movie. And by the end, she's delivering two fully developed twin babies. 10 days? I thought it was like months. No, it's over a very short time span. I don't know if it's exactly like technically 10 days, but it's not like months. Wow. It's like weeks at best. David, you're getting really good at this. We went from that paragraph for the first movie, and now you've gotten it down. No, to like I kinda, there's a lot of stuff words. that happens, and I got to just be really tight. Okay. I'm impressed. Um, All right. Star hope. Wars Episode 4. Luke comes of age and blows up the Death Star. Also, Han and Chewie are there. Kablamo. That's Episode 4. <laughs> uh, episode 5. The Empire Strikes Back. And Vader is Luke's father. Oh wait, that half, was your sentence. Half of my sentence. You half can't of my use sentence the title was, as your sentence. What if it's a good title? Can. The title is very descriptive. You can't. Well, that's yeah, so fun. Okay. Okay, I'll redo that one. I think if you're gonna name your movie something that obvious, I think it counts. Okay, well that's fine. Wait, are you just gonna say "Return the Jedi Returns"? No. Um, I mean, what happens? Uh, Star Wars Episode 6. The Death Star gets 
rebuilt, kind of, but then Luke blows it up again, and also Darth Vader dies, but he saves Luke. The end. Star Wars Episode Seven. Not the end. There's a bunch of new people and this new girl named Ray, and she's got the Force. Is Han Solo her dad? Nope. <laughs> you don't find that wow. out in that movie. Wait. What? You don't find that out in that movie. No, but like, they kind of hint at it. I don't know. You want me to redo that one too? That one was really off the cuff. That one was good. That one was good. We're looking for off the cuff. Candid. All right, uh, Star Wars Episode Eight. Ray and Kylo have a Force link. Luke's really sketchy on the Force stuff now, and nothing else important happens. Ooh, that was a bold statement. The entire story arc, like Finn and Poe's entire story arc in um, the Last Jedi, ugh. That's my take. Bad communication. Literally, like five sentences. Not even five sentences, like two sentences could have solved all of their problems. All we need is Admiral Holdo needs to be like, hey, Poe, I have a plan and this is my plan. Nothing bad happens. Is that um, Laura Dern's character? Laura Dern. Yeah. Oh, yes, I love that woman. Oh, she's the dreamiest dreamboat. What am I saying? It's Laura Dern. (laughs) I actually don't remember that movie that well. So these Good. descriptions are really helping. Thank you. Episode nine. The Emperor comes back and then Kylo turns good. And then Ray defeats the Emperor, but Kylo dies. Wah, wah, wah. Man, it's so hard to do this in one sentence because there's a lot of stuff that happens. Okay. If you were to string all those sentences together, none of that would make sense. One gigantic run on sentence. Yeah. Um. Okay, that was good. What are we doing now? Are we doing quizzes now? Um. Actually, before I move on to our BuzzFeed quizzes, I want to share the history of um, Star Wars Day, May the 4th, really briefly. Oh, okay. You may think that May the 4th, a.k.a. May the 4th be with you, a.k.a. Star Wars Day, is just a pun that everybody agreed to accept and go for it. But the first reference to May the 4th be with you was made on May 4th, 1979. This was the day that Margaret Thatcher took office as prime minister of the UK and a news article placed a congratulatory advertisement in the London Evening News saying, May the 4th be with you, Maggie. Congratulations. I thought we would all really appreciate that little history lesson so we know where it all came from. Wow, that's pretty pretty nerdy of the London Evening News. Yeah, I think that that's pretty cool. All right, so for the next portion of this podcast, we are going to be taking some Star Wars-related BuzzFeed quizzes. So the first one that we are all starting out with is called which Star Wars character will be your Valentine's Day date? Okay, so obviously we're really far away from Valentine's Day, but we are preparing. Question number one. Choose your favorite quote from The Rise of Skywalker. Okay. And I am all the Jedi. 
They've taken enough of us, now we take the war to them. That's how they win, by making you think you're alone. Some things are stronger than blood. Oh, I like that one. Mm -hmm. I'm going to find you, and I'm going to turn you to the dark side. We're not alone. Good people will fight if we lead them. The dark side of the force is a pathway to many abilities some may consider to be unnatural. Don't tell me what things look like. Tell me what things are. Those are really good. They are. I think I like, um, I'm going with the stronger than blood. That's my pick. What about you, David? I'm going with the dark side of the force, the pathway to many abilities. Some Mm. consider to be unnatural. I'm going to take, don't tell me what things look like. Tell me what things are. Oh, that's a really excellent one. Now Mm -hmm. we're going to choose a weapon. Blue lightsaber, green lightsaber, red lightsaber, or Ray's staff. Oh, or a blaster <laughs> pistol, or Captain Phasma's blaster rifle, or a control baton, or force lightning. Oh. I am definitely going blue lightsaber because in the picture, Finn is holding it, and we all know how I feel about Finn. But look who's so holding I, the green lightsaber. It's your man, Qui-Gon Jinn. Okay, green lightsaber is Qui-Gon Jinn. Red lightsaber is Kylo Ren, so I'm just over here, mm. like, losing my mind with all the dream boats. I'm going blaster pistol and, because look who's holding that. Yeah, that's Han Solo right there. Green lightsaber because I think that is the kind of lightsaber that I would have. David just thinks that, that Qui-Gon Jinn is the, the dreamiest. I don't know if he's the dreamiest, but he's pretty cool. <laughs> he is pretty cool. Yeah, you would definitely be a green lightsaber man. And I only know that because David taught me what the lightsaber colors mean. Booyah. Okay, choose the vehicle for your date. An X-Wing, the Millennium Falcon, Imperial Fleet, TIE Silencer, Silencer. (laughs) (laughs) A Y-Wing Fighter, the black one, Tantive Mm 4, or a Speeder. Millennium Falcon all the way. Okay, yeah, well, you are really just aiming for Han Solo here. Who else is even worth it? Because, okay, are they, like, racing speeders in the first movie? Is that what they're racing? What are they racing? Pod racers. Pod racers. Dang it. What's a speeder? Um, a speeder is just, like, a... It's essentially just a hovercraft. Uh, like, in episode four, when Luke goes out to find R2-D2 because he's gone missing, he's in a speeder. Wait, that's so lame. That's just like a regular car. Essentially, okay. yeah. I'm You're going to have a really lame date. I, I thought I was picking Pod Racer because I obviously don't know any Star Wars words. All right, I'm going to go with the X-Wing because I do know what the X-Wing is. That is a ship that the wings are like an X. Booyah. Good job, BA. What did you pick, David? Um, I think I'm going to go with the Millennium Falcon. I think things are going to get a little tight some of the other vehicles it's a date all right moving on yeah but (laughs) (laughs) play a space between him and his date she could be back in the back of the ship and he'll be up front driving they won't have to see each other like an x-wing literally only has one seat i literally knew that when i picked it okay what is your idea of a perfect date 
making dinner together, going stargazing, going for a hike in the woods, staying home and watching Netflix, going on a yoga retreat, going to an escape room, double date at the movies, or having dinner at an expensive restaurant. Mm. Oh, man, I'm between some of these. I'll go on an escape room. I want to go on a hike and then afterwards have dinner at an expensive restaurant. That is my Mm. ideal. David, you said escape room? Yeah. That seems uh, odd, seeing as you wanted a lot of space in your vehicle. <laughs> now you want to be locked in a room with your Valentine's Day date? I'm not saying I need a lot of space, but I think trying to fit two people into a one-person cockpit would just be impractical. Okay, I mean, at least on the first okay. date, you know. Yeah. You gotta get to know yeah. each other before you gotta be crammed you don't in an X wing with somebody. Yeah, you, you know you want to be coy. Also, <laughs> if we're going hiking, we're probably gonna be sweaty, so that's probably gonna be challenging. But I'm still going hike. Mm-hmm. Also, it says going for a hike in the woods, and the picture is a guy standing on a cliff by the ocean, no trees. So that is odd. I'm gonna go making dinner together. Yeah. Except- oh my goodness, you do love that. I do. That's really on brand for you. Except most of the time, whenever I've like made dinner with a date, he's always cooked it, and I just kind of stand there because I'm really bad at cooking. That's why it's ideal. It's perfect. Yeah. All right, David. I may need your help on this next question. Choose a planet for your date: Alderaan, Exegol, Mustafar. Key Jimmy, Yavin 4, Nabu, Tatooine, and Jakku. That was pretty close on most of those. It's not, was... it's actually not, it's not Nabu, it's Nabu, which is where Ooh. I'm going on my date. What's the one above that? How is that actually down. pronounced? Um, I think it's Kajimi, but I'm not sure. I think that one Oh, is, is that the Wookiee planet? No, that's Kashyyyk. I think Kajimi is the one oh. where they go um, and meet the Daft Punk lady in Rise of Skywalker. Oh, I do not want to go there. Wait, okay. What is... Give me like a really brief description of what I can find on these planets. Okay. Uh, Alderaan, you can find nothing because it's been blown up. So presumably this is pre-destruction Alderaan. Is that where um, Leia was how- from? Um, yeah. Um, I'm impressed. Exegol, you can find Palpatine. Uh, no. Why is that not? You don't like the bad boys, BA? Not Palpatine. He is grody to the max. <laughs> not cute. Uh, Mustafar, you can find Lava. Um, you can find Darth Vader. Oh, his Ooh. limbs. They're in the lake of fire, aren't they? Uh, yeah, pretty- well, they've probably been incinerated yeah, at this point. But but they were at one point. Yeah. Um, Kijimi, I don't know a lot about that, but I think that was like under like pretty strict um, first order um, regulation. So it's I like a nice place to go dictatorship hiking. on Kijimi. Uh, Yavin 4 as I think the one... No, that's where the rebel base is, I think. Man, I'm embarrassed that I don't know that. Um, 
in the f- in episode four um is where the rebel base is so it's pretty pretty nice um a really nice pyramid there is that mm-hmm. their base yeah uh naboo that's where i would recommend honestly naboo is gorgeous you could find the gungans jungles beautiful palaces um waterfalls it looks like they have a lake there that padme is a big fan of Mm -hmm. apparently uh tatooine you can find sand intense heat and very little water basically the same thing for jakku all right i'm going naboo i mean dang it naboo (laughs) wait what was it like a boo from aladdin but with a sure yeah yeah that's a good way to think about it thank you i'm gonna pick there as well it looks lovely all right we are all the same on this one thank you for your recommendations david okay next up pick your favorite valentine's day treat um they don't have names the first one just looks like some chocolates the next one is chocolate covered strawberries uh then those conversation hearts uh, then there's like a cookie with like a Hershey's kiss on top. Then there's a strawberry cupcake with some fluffy icing on top. Uh, brownies, macarons, and then um, white chocolate in a tower with almonds next to it. Is it almond bark? Is that what, what is that's no, supposed they're, to say? They're just like that's what raw. you dip stuff in. Like you melt that chocolate down, you would dip things in it. Almond bark, I suppose, is the last one. I'm going with the candy hearts. Really? That is um, absolutely my last choice, but I am glad (laughs) that you are so confident about that. I hope you enjoy those. I like candy hearts. Do you? You are an enigma, David. I think I'm going to go... I think I'm going to go macaron because they are amazing and I could eat a lot of them. And Oh, wait! If I hover over it, it gives me, it tells me what it is. Yeah, but it's not actually what it is. It's when just I hover over the shallow focus, one. shallow focus of brown peanuts. That's <laughs> what it says nice. on the white chocolate with the almonds. How interesting. Okay, I am macaron for sure. Love I'm going things. brownies. I love me a good brownie. That is great. I don't like brownies that much either. Really? I'm so particular. I yeah, made some really like good my... scratch brownies last night. They were Catherine Hepburn's recipe. I felt very fancy. I they were that. delicious. I story. That looked fancy. They I just prefer good. brownie batter over baked brownies. I'm I also don't like both. Cake. I think freak. I like some goo to my dessert. Brownies aren't gooey enough. They got to be mm. ultra goo filled brownies. Gotta leave them a little fudgy in the middle. Yeah. Definitely. All right, next, choose a character from Rise of Skywalker, R2-D2, C-3PO, Claude, Dio, Bulio, Janna, BB-8, or Babu Frick. Babu Frick. Babu. Dang, I'm really putting the <laughs> emphasis on the wrong, wrong Babu. here. <laughs> Nabu, Babu. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Why is there one human? I don't understand. Okay, I am going to go Dio because I think he is very funny. (gasps) 
I just got my answer. <laughs> I didn't wait long enough. Oh, with BB-8. I'm going to go C-3PO in hopes that it's really Gary Busey underneath there. <laughs> All right. Let's share our results. Sav, okay. who did you get? Uh, I got Leia Organa. Oh, you, yeah. You like someone who's fearless and who is more fearless than General Leia Organa. Even if you plan something fancy for your date, be prepared for Leia to call the shots, as she should. I'd like a good Galentine's. So yeah, I'd be down with chill with Leia for Galentine's Day. That sounds pretty awesome. I got Luke Skywalker. You like someone who is brave and a natural leader just like Luke. Be ready to learn a lot in your date. Luke has a lot of sacred Jedi texts for you to read through. Or maybe he can teach you how to use the force? Question mark? Ooh. Is so it like old fun. Luke Skywalker or young Luke Skywalker? No, it is young. Wait, how would he have all these texts? It looks like him from like A New Hope. Whatever. Maybe he's definitely, I definitely only find him attractive when he's young. So I hope it's that version. Right. David, who's your date? Finn. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's not even fair. <laughs> You're Good loyal and committed to your friends and family, which makes Finn your perfect soulmate. Well, okay. <laughs> 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 On your date, prepare. <laughs> oh. It's a good thing he chose the oh. Falcon so he can get some space. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> this is just a bro date. Yeah, this is Palantines. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes, Palantines. And then you can be like, hey, I have this really good friend, BA. I think you'd like her. Wink, wink, nod, nod. It's kind of like I'm Poe Dameron and Finn is my bro date. Mm. Yeah. Wait, did you read your whole thing? Um, On your, on your bro date, prepare yourself. For surprises because Finn's not afraid to embark on a new path of adventure or adventure. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, I'm already off to a jealous start and we have two more quizzes to take. So let's see how this goes. Our next quiz is what percent baby Yoda are you? Full let's disclosure, make I, have, I have not watched The Mandalorian. I think, um, so based on my zero knowledge of Baby Yoda, I'm going to say um, probably a pretty large percent. Wow. That's my guess. I'm going to guess 90% or higher for myself. I'm guessing 20% for me. Yeah, you're the opposite of a baby. I think that I will be the highest percentage <laughs> and then be <laughs> I'm 23, so at this point, yeah, that's what I'm going for. <laughs> oh, man. Opposite of a baby. Oh. <laughs> uh. Anyway, I think so I will be the saying? most. I was gonna say, I think I will be the most baby Yoda like, and then BA will be a close second, and then David will be like zero percent baby Yoda like. I'm gonna okay. have a little bit of baby Yoda in me. I think. I think. I'll yeah, just as, like 
10 or less, I think. All right. This is the scientific method in action. That was our hypothesis phase. All right. All right. First question, choose a Star Wars movie, The Last Jedi, The Force Awakens, Return of the Jedi, The Empire Strikes Back, A New Hope, Revenge of the Sith. Hmm. I'm going. Hmm. What am I going? Return of the Jedi for me. I'm going going Empire Strikes Back. (gasps) We all picked something different from the original trilogy. Look at us. (laughs) That was cute. All right, next, pick a color for your lightsaber. Red, blue, green, purple, black, yellow. Ooh, purple. Who has a black lightsaber? Gotta watch The Mandalorian to find out. Oh. Green. Oh, brother. That is so true. Okay, based on the meanings of the lightsabers, I don't know what I am. What are the meanings? I don't know. Um, so, like, blue and green are, like, the main Jedi colors. Mm-hmm. Blue are like, I think they're called guardian Jedi, and they're more like the Jedi who are like more into like going out, being in combat, being in the field. Green mm-hmm. are like, I think they're called consular Jedi, and they're the Jedi who are more into like theoretical study of the Force. Okay. So like, the nerd Obi Wan is like a um, Yoda. Yoda's like a green. Green lines oh, Jedi. Okay. Like Yoda's not going out and fighting a whole lot, but he is very okay. wise. Same with Qui Gon. Obi Wan is like a blue Jedi. Like he's always going out on missions and stuff. Okay. So was Anakin when he was a Jedi. Red is like a tainted lightsaber. Like they've been corrupted by the dark side. Mm-hmm. Uh, yellow is kind of like a mix of like I think it's supposed to be like a mix of like a gray Jedi, like somebody who's more balanced between light and dark. I don't know what the Darksaber means. Um, purple means you're Samuel L. Jackson. The only reason, like, the reason Samuel, like, there's a purple lightsaber is because Samuel L. Jackson was like, I'll be in Star Wars, but you got to give me a purple purple lightsaber. And they were like, okay. So well, that's why a purple lightsaber exists. I am clearly Samuel L. Jackson, so I'm going to use <laughs> the purple one. Absolutely. I think I'm going to go yellow. Okay. Now pick an iconic Star Wars food. Oh, perfect. Ooh. Roasted pork. Ugh. Polo clawfish. Portion bread. The floating Naboo fruit. Meloruin. Mel- oh, good grief. Myloru. <sighs> Get it together. Help us out, David. <laughs> Myloruin. Myloruin fruit. Or deep fried Nuna legs. Hmm. Oh my. Hmm. I'm going to go with the floating Naboo fruit uh, because I'm definitely going for one of the fruits, and the other one I couldn't pronounce, and it made me frustrated. I'm going Do you know why one. it's floating? No. Is it for a bad reason or a good reason? Because Anakin is using the force to make you fall in love with him. Oh. It's him making it float. It's floating because he's using the force. In that scene where he like makes the the pear f- float or whatever, he takes her pear with the force, cuts it, sends her back like the bottom of the pear to eat, <laughs> and keeps like eighty percent of her pear. What a jerk! <laughs> pears are so good though. It's all a ploy for him to pears. get um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with the other fruit. Because I, I, I don't want, I don't want. 
If you sneeze it, you have to pronounce it. My Lurin fruit. I'm going to pick. Right. I don't even know what that's from. Um, solely because it's deep fried, I'm picking the Nuna legs. <laughs> really good choice. All right. Would you be a Sith or a Jedi? I would Jedi. be a Jedi. Jedi. Choose your favorite character, Darth Vader, Han Solo, Yoda, Rey, Kylo Ren, Luke Skywalker. I think this is going to be pretty obvious. Han. Kylo. David? I'll go with Han Solo. Yeah, you will. Of course. All right. Pick an animal from Star Wars. A porg, a bantha, a tauntaun, a loth cat. Oh, that loth cat that is creepy. What is that from? Oh, in the uh, in Galaxy's Edge in Disney World, they have these loth cats like in cages, and they move around, and you can like pet them. Oh, I don't it like is that. Crazy beans. Okay, I'm gonna go with a porg because obviously they are cute. They're they very cute. Eat. They want us to eat one of those. Not other question, right? Roasted yeah. porg. Yeah. Oh, that makes me sad. I want to pick the loth cat. Okay, and finally, do you prefer the child or Yoda? The child. Okay, I'm definitely... I've never watched Mandalorian, but I'm going to have to say the child because I've never seen something cuter. I know. All right, let's share. Sav, what'd you get? I'm only 25% baby Yoda. I'm surprised. (gasps) My goodness, that is so interesting. What if David's the most like Baby Yoda out of all of us? That would be wild. I got 75%. So, seems about right. Let's see. What'd you get, David? 50%. (gasps) David beats Amanda. (laughs) My goodness. You know what? I bet it's because I picked the bantha for my animal, so that probably hurt me because I didn't pick the cute one. Yeah, yeah. that one was ugly. I thought it was powerful. It was powerful. Um, banthas are kind of slow. It's like an equivalent of like. It looks like know. a buffalo. It's like an elephant mammoth a, type thing. They're, yeah, they're not. I don't think they move nearly as fast. Maybe it's just because they're always weighed down by the sand people's. Luggage. It's true. Okay, well, either way, that was a pretty unexpected. I'm glad we hypothesized at the beginning. We were wrong. Thank you, scientific method. <laughs> okay, and our final quiz. This travel quiz will reveal which Star Wars planet you will live on. So I'm really glad that David has already given us a rundown of some of the Star Wars planets. Sounds like most of them are... Uh, really hard to live on some pretty uh, intense conditions on these planets all right first let's pick a city in the u.s that we would like to visit los Mm, angeles visit new orleans seattle las vegas chicago new york yeah just visit just visit for just a visit i want to go to la i think seattle for me i've been to seattle before i think i would go new york i've never been there David, you're picking a place that you've already been. <clears throat> well, yeah, maybe I want to go home and visit my parents. Aw, David true. misses his parents. After I finish up in Seattle. Right. 
You're such a good son, David. You want to go home and visit your parents. Okay, which Asian country would you like to visit? Wait, would you list to visit? I think it's a typo. Oh, are you kidding me, BuzzFeed? A typo on your quiz. Now I know that this is not reliable. No further. Anyways, the options are Thailand, Singapore, Japan, India, Vietnam, and China. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. I want to go to Japan. I want to go to Japan so bad. Yeah, Japan. Japan. Did we all pick Japan? Yeah. Let's all go to Japan together. (gasps) That would be amazing. Do it. Book the next flight. Choose Choose a European destination. London, Athens, Amsterdam, Paris, Rome, or Madrid. I'm going to the land of Um, my people. Rome. See, I'd like to go to Italy, but I have very little interest in Rome. Yeah, I know. I'll get to Rome, and then I'll go down. I'd want to do like Florence or something. I think I'm going to go to Athens. Yeah, I would like to go to Greece. Oh, what do I want to do? I will choose. I'll choose Rome as well. Oh, let's go together. My goodness, we're just going to have a Eurasian adventure. Let's do it. Pick a country from South America. Argentina, Brazil, Peru, Colombia, Chile, or Ecuador. Hmm. Oh my, I know so little about all these countries. Uh, I would go to, to Brazil. I'm going to go to Argentina because I think the picture is really pretty. It is pretty. David, where are you going? I picked Peru. I, already said, I said that already. Like, oh, sorry, I, <laughs> I was immediately like, Peru. Sorry. <laughs> okay, choose an African country. Oh my goodness, I have always wanted to go to Africa. Morocco, South Africa, Ghana, Madagascar, Egypt, or Kenya. Oh, I want to go to Kenya. I want to go on a safari. I'm going to um, go South Africa. I think I'm going to go South Africa as well. Lastly, choose a random destination. Hong Kong, Sydney, Berlin, Honolulu, Seoul, or Istanbul. Istanbul? In Istanbul. I don't know. Istanbul. Istanbul. Form between Honolulu and Sydney. I'm going to go Sydney. I like Australia. Love the accents. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go Australia. I'm going to go Sydney. Oh, Oh, boy. My goodness, guys. We need to go to uh, Japan and then Australia together. This right. quiz does not work. I got Dathomir. Me too. I got I got Chandrilla. I don't even Chandrilla. Know what, what does it say about You have the same home world as Mon Mothma. I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, okay. So that's like Mon Mothma is the like lady from uh episode four who's like in the white dress. Not Leia, but like Leia's boss. Okay. Basically. Is that a nice place to live? Uh it's probably part of the like um the rebellion. Okay. I can get so, with that. I'll tell you, Dathomir, not a nice place to live. In fact, what what is that? It's where Darth Maul and Asajj Ventress are from. It's very depressing. It's like dark Ooh. all the time there, and they have very weird customs about like like 
male and female, like all the women live by themselves and all the men live by themselves. And I like that. You, I don't think you want to get married on death mirror because like there's this one episode of clone wars where Asajj Ventress essentially goes to like, it's really unclear, but like to select like a bait and like, she essentially like picks out all these guys, Dathomirian guys who look like Darth Maul and like makes them like fight one another in her. And she kills them all except for one guy and then turns him into this like psychopathic killing machine. Well, that does not sound fun. Yeah. I was really, why would it give us that? (laughs) I don't know. This was a bad quiz. What the heck? Can I report this quiz to BuzzFeed? BuzzFeed, this was bad. I don't think you can report it, but... No, you can't. We can just talk trash about it on our podcast. I mean, look at it. The whole planet is, like, burning red. (laughs) Uh, This was not a good one. I was really hoping to get Nabu. Um, Nabu. Uh, I was hoping to get Naboo um, or something else cool. Oh, actually, you know where I want to go? It's the place with like um, all of the really tall trees. Maybe that's where the Ewoks live. The moon of Endor? The Redwood Forest. The Redwood Forest. Yeah. That's where I want to go. That's what I'm thinking of. It is actually the Redwood Forest. The moon of Endor. Okay, guys, I really hoped you liked listening to us take a quiz. That must have been really fun for you. Three quizzes. <laughs> Three quizzes. Thank you. Link in the now description. Gonna... <laughs> I am not linking that crappy quiz. <laughs> all right, let's move on to something we can all get behind. We are completing the next round of our animal bracket. So no, this uh, is not about May the 4th. This is about, this was from our Earth Day podcast, 111,111 hummingbirds. If you haven't listened to that episode, that is episode two. Go ahead and take a listen to that and then uh, come back here so you can understand a little better what is happening. We are- Yeah, you, this won't uh, make sense. This will not make sense. So take a listen to that episode. We are establishing our Elite Eight today. So we have Whoa. eight pairs going against each other. And uh, I think we just jump right into it. Let's get this thing going. Let's, Let's start. We started in fish and amphibians last time. Let's start in birds this time. All right. We have 333 great horned owls versus 40 swans. Are swans that much bigger than great horned owls? Yes. Swans are about 25 pounds each. A great horned owl is only three pounds. But the owl was originally paired up against something else. So these aren't equal. And David, are you aware that a swan murdered a man in Florida? Was it Florida, BA? Really? I don't remember the state. Uh, BA told us last time that a swan tipped over a guy's canoe and held him underwater. No way. Yeah, for real freaking hate swans i hate all birds tbh but 
I hate swans, especially. Bass, 3.2 pounds. Man, lightweight. Yeah. Because when you hear the, the phrase great horn, do you think they're going to be very, very large? But a swan is much bigger. They look big, too. Well, the swan is denser, Bigger than I guess. three pounds. All right, yeah, so if we are putting this into a one swan situation, that would be one swan versus about eight owls. In my opinion, a swan could take eight owls for sure. I mean, if they only weigh three pounds, I would go. Is this a swan. white swan or a black? I'm not swan? betting against it. Oh, a white swan. Yeah, I'm going swan as well. All right, swans, baby, you are going for the gold. Yeah, I think we're, especially because it's likely that we're near like a water environment. And I think the water would give the swans an advantage. And also, I just don't want to pick the like larger group. All right. Well, if you have an issue with that, you're going to love this next one. <laughs> this next pairing is 500 chickens, small chickens versus 111,111 hummingbirds. Oh, yeah. I think uh, I can't remember who the chickens fought first, but I was really I, I think I disagreed with the ruling. They fought. I think it was the turkeys. turkeys. Yeah, I think the turkeys would have won. Um, well, you can't bring them back. But They've already I think lost. the hummingbirds. I think the hummingbirds would win because hummingbirds will actually like kill each other. What? This yeah. Is a oh yeah. So if you got okay, so. Neither of you guys will like this Instagram account, but it's a really good Instagram account just for like the actual videos and images they post. Sometimes their captions are bad, but it's called nature is metal on Instagram. And the entire Instagram account is animals hunting and killing other animals. No. Oh, I don't like that, David. That is why I have a hard time watching nature documentaries. Y'all need to like... Listeners need to check this out. It is crazy. I've got, I've seen some crazy stuff. Like just yesterday, they posted a video of a bunch of hyenas eating the, ins you guys can edit this out if you want, but eating the insides of some sort of like, um, like antelope type thing. Oh, and no. a lot of people don't know that since like hunting is so competitive, most animals don't like necessarily like wait to com like completely kill their prey before they start eating it. They just like incapacitate it to the point where it can't get away and then we'll start eating it before it's dead. Oh, so David, they were awful. essentially it's crazy. So heinous. Viewer discretion is advised, listener, if you decide to venture out into the dark side of the internet. And look at this Instagram account. This is this is not officially endorsed by the BEC. I'm pretty sure I saw on Nature's Metal. I'm pretty sure they posted something about hummingbirds like like killing each other with their beaks, like basically like skewering each other. Okay, I didn't know that a hummingbird beak could be that dangerous, but this is a perspective that was necessary, and I'm glad to have it. So, so it looks like hummingbirds, hummingbirds wins, and honestly, I think they're going to win the whole thing, but that'll be a couple of episodes until we find that out. All right, next category is mammals. We have one two-year-old hippo, so like teenage years, 
Hippo. Versus 50 honey badgers. Hippo. Are you kidding me? 50 honey hippo. badgers. It's hippos a hippo. Are, are so large. Hippos yeah. are bloodthirsty, cold-blooded killers. Hippos kill more people per year than sharks. My So do cows. And as we okay, discussed last time. Okay, but hippos kill time, like a lot more people per year than sharks. It's a teenage hippo. Those things have no self-control. I will never, ever, if I ever see a hippo in the wild, I will not ever get near it, ever. Because well, you'll die. you should do that with a lot of wild animals. <laughs> yeah, but definitely hippos. All right. Well, now we all know that David has a crazy fear of hippos, even though he lives far Healthy away from respect. them. <laughs> Healthy respect. All right. Our next uh, match is 1,000 bats versus 20 baboons. I'm going baboons. I freaking hate baboons. There are a lot of animals that I hate, apparently. Baboons is one of them. They are vicious. Yeah, I have a hard time picturing bats being able to effectively fight baboons. But how many bats? A thousand? A thousand, yeah. What's that? And there's only 50 50? baboons. No, there's 20 baboons. 20 baboons, sorry. So 50 bats to a baboon, right? Yeah. Uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Man, I I bet Babbins are gonna be swatting those guys out of the air right and left. It's like gonna be like a King Kong situation. Right and left. Yeah. But Baboons. I mean, how big are baboons? Are they as big as people? They're fifty pounds. Fifty no, pounds? Not as big as people. Yeah. How big pounds. are bats though? One pound. Yeah, I mean I think I think the bats are gonna have to land on the baboons in order to do any damage. And just like primates and monkeys in general are really good at cleaning things off of each other. So I think like worst case scenario, it's just like a, you know how like baboons will like, like they'll like pick through each other's fur and like pick out all the little bugs and stuff and eat them. Yeah. I think it's like, just like the bats all descend upon the baboons and the baboons just perform like make just like they all like clean each other off. Like they do with the insects and stuff. But each one of them is being attacked by their body weight in bats. Like, imagine being attacked by 100-some-odd bats as a person. But I don't think it's going to be hard for the baboons to, like, incapacitate the bats. I think basically as soon as the baboons have a hold of the bat, it's done for, right? It's just going to be, like, grab it, squeeze, throw it away, right? If they, like, (laughs) swat it, it's going to, like, be knocked out at least, right? I can see that. Here's here's something else. Last time we had a thousand bats against two grizzly bears. And basically grizzly bears are going to be doing the same thing that baboons are going to be doing, but we said the grizzly bears would lose because there was only two of them. But now we have 20 baboons with the same kind of defenses. But I think the division more. of labor, I think division, well, I think but I also think surface area of the baboons is lower. That's a good point too. And division of labor is going to be a little bit better. For the baboons versus grizzly bears. Yeah, baboons I don't are taking think, this. I don't think the grizzly bears should have, like, I don't know. I'm not totally sold on your, like, matchup methodology because I feel like two grizzly bears versus 20 baboons, grizzly bears are going to win hands down. But. Uh, what? Grizzly bears versus a baboon. Did you see the revenant? <laughs> yes, I did. Excellent movie. But, uh, I don't. The grizzly bears 
against 10. Okay, this is not even in the bracket. I had no way of <laughs> knowing how to pair these things together, okay? I just did it in the order that I wrote them down. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm fine to work within the constraints that we have. I'm just saying I think the grizzly bears went out too soon. But what's done is done. <laughs> R.I.P. grizzly right. bears. I think the baboons take it on this one. Oh, okay. That makes more sense for me. Yeah. Sorry, these animals had no Rotten Tomato scores or official seedings. Official <laughs> oh, that also reminds me. Sidebar: Chicken Little being so lowly rated on Rotten Tomatoes. Isn't that surprising? A legitimately I, clever movie. I thought it was cute. I liked it. I have it on DVD. There's a lot of is in that movie, right? Yes, and uh, yeah, voice of Chicken like, Little. Um, What's her face? Joan. Um... Calamezzo? No. <laughs> I keep wanting to say Joan Rivers, but that's not right. Joan Cusack. Um, Joan Cusack, yes. Thank you. She was, oh, was in she it. the duck? With the buck she was the ugly duckling, yeah. Don There's Knotts was in it? In that movie. Don Knotts yeah, was the mayor? Turkey Larky. I thought it was a cute movie. I, I mean, it's not like a classic like the Disney Renaissance era, but it's cute. I liked it. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Excellent sidebar. That was totally Thank important. you, David. Yes. Thank you for listening to our It's podcast. a movie about animals, so. Yeah, that's, oh, that's true. Good. It is relevant. We were just talking about chickens. Yeah. All right. Next matchup. We are into reptiles now. 40 snapping turtles versus five Komodo dragons. Oh, and the snapping turtles are 25 pounds big. So they are chonky are we on land or water we are on land wait mm. actually just use your imagination five komodo dragons five you said versus how many snapping turtles 40 40 snapping turtles do you snapping so like turtles eight. live in water uh yes they do they live in our lake yeah They're turtles terrifying. Are, are aquatic tortoises are land-based I'm going snapping turtles every single time. Those things. Is this a common so snapping turtle scary. or an alligator snapping turtle? Probably the alligator one. Whichever one is 25 pounds. No, I think it's a common snapping turtle. Okay, my bad. I'm okay. I'm just going to real quick watch the Brave Wilderness video of a guy being bitten by a snapping turtle. Oh, no. Uh, that sounds terrible. I think that might scar you for life. Are you for real just watching a video right now? Yeah, I just need to see. I'm trying to get a sense for how fast the snapping turtles can move and how strong their bite is. Also, if you guys have not seen these videos, this guy is crazy. He just lets things sting and bite him. That is a good way to die. Uh, I'm going Komodo dragons. This guy is not... I think the Komodo dragons are going to be able to move way too fast for the snapping turtles. I don't think the snapping turtles are going to be able to grab enough flesh. Um on all the Komodo dragons in order to do enough damage in time. I think the Komodo dragons are going to basically be able to go in, flip those turtles onto their backs, and just rip into their soft underbellies. Turtles have soft underbellies? I thought it was all hard. In any case, when they're on their backs, they're going to be essentially incapacitated. So, But there's only five. Yeah, but snapping turtles are not fast movers compared to Komodo dragons, are very that's fast movers. That's a very good point, actually. I think that's the most compelling point to me is the speed. Yeah, I think one Komodo dragon could take eight snapping turtles. Have you looked inside a snapping turtle's mouth, though? Honestly, I'm done. 
I am done with looking inside of animals' mouths after ducks. <laughs> I don't think I don't think the like what's like I'm not I don't think their mouths are big enough to do a lot of like just wa- looking at them biting this guy. This guy is clearly in a lot of pain, but they're not like I don't think he's going to if this guy was covered in eight snapping turtles. Um, He'd be in a lot of pain, but he would not be dead. I don't think. But <laughs> he's not like it's like grabbed like a like maybe like a like a quarter of his palm if that so you know it's not like they're grabbing a ton of flesh and ripping it off and rebiting like they're pretty much like yeah. clamping down okay so that think... that was compelling i am also voting komodo dragon i'm sorry sav fine whatever tell that to like all of our whole... dead ducks that have been victims of snapping turtles a duck is not a komodo dragon i'm just saying it is very impressive think, that a snapping turtle could kill a duck. Yeah. They, the ducks have like thin necks. I think. It no doubt turtle. that they're horrifying. I just think the Komodo dragon probably has an edge up. All right. Next pairing. 12 boa constrictors versus 40 king cobras. Okay. King Ooh. cobra. Battle of the snakes. <laughs> this fight just sounds like it would be funny to watch. <laughs> Trying to watch boa constrictors get themselves wrapped around a cobra. Yeah, that is. This is for sure. Uh, cobras. cobras for sure. Yeah, because they can bite them before they get them constricted. Enough. Yeah, and remember, Abigail taught us that one bite from a king cobra can kill an elephant. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. That is pretty. Oh cool. man, I think maybe the cobras. Well, I'm trying to think about cobras versus hummingbirds. How would that matchup go? They'd have to bite a lot of hummingbirds. But that's not happening right now, so next matchup. Don't even think about it. <laughs> that is a really <laughs> interesting thought, though. All right, final category, fish and amphibians. We have 16,000 poison dart frogs versus 200 box jellyfish. <laughs> Such large swarms. I think the jellyfish win. Yeah, okay. Sav? Yeah, jellyfish those I think stings, they're just gonna they hurt, float through right? all those poison dart frogs, and that is so interesting. I thought our uh, absurd swarms are gonna last a little bit longer, but sad to see about the hummingbirds, yeah. though. Yeah, they're gonna win. Yeah, out. that's hard to argue with. Yeah, it's hard. Okay, and our final pairing is 140 piranhas versus 14 anglerfish. I think it's gonna be piranhas. I yeah, think so too. Tantor yeah. piranhas. Amazing job, you guys. We have our Elite Eight established. Tune in to our next episode where we have a guest because we need a third person to help us debate these absolutely crazy matchups. So keep listening to the BBC and you'll come across the next level of this bracket at some point. So run back through who's in the Elite Eight now. Who do we yes. end up with? The Elite Eight is one two year old hippo, 20 baboons, 40 swans. 111,111 hummingbirds, five Komodo dragons, 40 king cobras, 200 box jellyfish, and 140 piranhas. Hmm. Man, depending on how that shakes out, I think somebody could take out the hummingbirds. Mm. I don't know if the hummingbirds could like penetrate like Komodo dragon skin. Like, if they're going up against the piranhas, like, what's the situation there? Are we in the water? Like, how does that work? Um, is hippo skin tough enough to resist 
hummingbirds? Maybe. I don't know. Could a hippo... How would a hippo even defend itself? Okay, so many Just questions. having impenetrable skin. This could get really wackadoo really quick. So tune in to see who makes it to the final four. Okay, that was really fun. Thank you, David, for helping us complete another leg of our bracket, even though it was completely unrelated to Star Wars. We really appreciate it. We should have thrown in some Star Wars uh, animals in there. A porg? Probably a thousand porgs. Um, Whatever is fighting the thousand porgs, the porgs would still lose. Yeah. A Wookiee versus all the porgs. Uh, A Tauntaun. That's an animal. An Ewok. Okay, whoa. Ewok is like a person. Oh, is it? I'm sorry. Is that offensive? They look like little teddy bears. Ewok, yeah. I'm sorry, Ewoks that are listening. They have their own language, their own culture. Wouldn't an, a Wookiee be like a person? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry to all the Wookiees and Ewoks that are listening. It's okay. She just doesn't understand your lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. You're all you guys know, lovely you guys know why Ewoks are, beings. You guys know why Ewoks are Ewoks? Like, do you know why no. they exist and why they're called Ewoks? No. Because they didn't have enough Wookiee material. Like, the originally, the moon of Endor was supposed to be a Wookiee planet. But they didn't have enough material to make costumes for all the Wookiees. So they just <gasps> made <laughs> half Wookiees. Oh, they made them Ewoks. Goodness. And, I mean, an Ewok is the opposite of a Wookiee. <gasps> wow. Wow. Uh. Oh my goodness. My mind is blown. Okay, well, guys, I, think I have that should oh, do you have another fun fact? I know, I know. I was thinking maybe we should just end on that, but I do want to share this fun fact with you guys. This is the last thing we have. It's this fun fact that I learned uh and I thought it would be kind of cool. So, let's just leave you off on this little <laughs> Star Wars fun fact. Uh, Yoda's full name, at least in the original script, was Minch Yoda before being shortened to something that rolls off the tongue a little easier. But here's a fun fact that might surprise you. In the very, very early writing stages of The Empire Strikes Back, Yoda's original name was Buffy. <laughs> How interesting is that? What like an ugly vampire name. slayer. How is it? Like it's spelled like the same way? Yeah, B-U-F-F-Y. Really? Yep, Yoda's name was originally going to be Buffy. So that got me thinking, guys, what were your parents going to name you if they hadn't named you what you are currently named? (laughs) Probably Buffy. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if you would have as many friends today if your name was Buffy. No. No. Probably not. I don't know what they were going to name me. What would they have named you if you were a girl? I have no idea. I've never asked them that. <laughs> Probably Buffy, either way. But Buffy, either way. Boy or girl. It's a unisex name. Yeah, absolutely. Sav, did you have any other name options when you were being named? Um, I think my mom liked the name Kate. And then... 
if I was a boy, I was going to be named Tucker. No way, Jose. Yes, way. Mm -hmm. I was going to be named Molly. And if I was a boy, I would be named John. So Solid. Strong name. Definitely not as good as Buffy, but obviously they uh, got their act together. They decided that was obviously bad. They chose Yoda instead. So, listeners, what were you going to be named? Maybe you've never asked your parents this, but I'm going to challenge you today to contact your parents. Mom, what were you going to name me if you hadn't picked the name that I had? So, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you really gained a lot. Thank you for being here with us, David. Thanks for having me. Yes, thank you, David. All right, and we will see you guys on the next one.